Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts talk about one minute of the greatest animated film of 1988, the John McTiernan-directed movie Die Hard. I'm Chris LaSalle of the Star Trek Minute. And I'm David Stoker, also of the Star Trek Minute. Hey, Dave. Chris? Welcome back. It's Thursday. It is. This is... We're in strange territory. We've already recorded done our three episodes for the week and now we're going above and beyond because that's how much we love this movie you got it extra credit yes uh so we are joined again today by our darling wives who put up with us for four days now talking about die hard candace's favorite movie and kathy's favorite movie yes hi ladies (laughs) hi guys and i'm like put up with you for only four days i'm thinking a lot more yeah, I guess we've known each other a little longer than that. <laughs> we all put up with. It's our pleasure to return. Excellent. All right, so we're back then to talk about Minute 89 of Die Hard. Uh, minute 89 starts with Hans telling Carl to hunt down John McClane and ends a minute later with news reporter Gail Wallens interviewing Dr. Hasseldorf. <laughs> Every time I see that, I think of Hasseldorf. Oh. Two Dusseldorf is funny too. Is he from <laughs> Knight Rider? Oh, Hasselhoff is Knight Rider. Who's Dusseldorf? Are you thinking of uh, the cartoon? Cartoon, yes. <laughs> oh God. That's that's Doofenshmirtz. 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 Yeah. Dusseldorf. There's well, gotta be. Okay, well, I think I Dusseldorf know. is a city in Germany. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So this whole yes, time. Yes, of course. You were not thinking of kids' cartoons on Nickelodeon. No. Dusseldorf. <laughs> Uh, All right. We're back to those detonators. Uh, what? Detonators. Detonators. Yes. How fast can you say detonator? Detonator. Detonators. Detonator. Kathy? Well, that's it, Kathy. Come on. Detonator. I, I feel like I'm stumbling like a tongue detonator. twister. Detonator. It's, it's impressive. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how. Did you it, hear it? Did you hear how fast I did it? That was. Went so fast you couldn't even hear it. I just heard like a d. Detonator. Sure. Carl does jump up pretty or start to move pretty fast when he tells him to go get him. Yeah, because he wants to kill him. Right. Oh, yeah, he's been waiting. Yep. He's been waiting for this moment to go and kill him, to hunt him down and kill him. Can I mention something? So we, you know, did minute 88 and now doing 89. And I've learned this from you, Dave. So I'm watching this 90. No, what are we on? 89. And there's a red, like, cup or something on the table by John McClane that's not there in the previous. No! If I'm watching it right. Well, I think we don't have a very good angle on the previous minute to know everything that's on the table. And now we're looking at a different mm. angle, so I think it's... No, oh, if, you, if, you watch yeah. 80, if, if you watched 88, I think I found something. Why are you doubting me, Dave? Uh, there's no doubt. I'm just saying, in the previous minute... Ooh, it's we a only thermos. See, it's a thermos. We only see a Ooh, corner of it. that thermos? We, we see, see more than a corner. Okay. All right. I think... We, can we... Can, I want to look. I want to know. I want to so, know if she found something. No. I believe we only see a sliver of the table, and then when we're looking at the thermos, it is very far back on the table. We're not seeing the entire table. I will say, when you see the entire table when he walks away, it is pretty much... It's close to dead center. 
not dead center, but pretty close to center. But I think we're only seeing in minute 89. I'm not disputing you, Kath. I'm just saying, like, I didn't think it was... Just a different angle. I think it's just one of those angles where we're only seeing a very short <sighs> part of the table. And the thermos is farther back than what we're seeing. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, I really want to anyway, see it. I thought, I thought it looked a little interesting. Because so I'm going to play... Oh, oh, go ahead, Kathy. Sorry. I, no, no, no. That's okay. I'm getting nitpicky with it. I'm going to be referee here. And yeah. we're going to do homework. We're going to do homework between now and tomorrow. Okay. And, oh, okay. And we'll see if we have a continuity miss. Okay. Because okay. I would love that if we did. I think I'd love those. Yeah. I do and I don't. I, I, I think they're fun. They're fun, but then sometimes, you know, when you they take me out of the film a little bit because you're like, oh, I just, you know, I bet. Yeah, you can yeah, see. If, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it just took us out of the gone, minute. You know? Yeah. It took us out of this minute. Jeez. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, my. <laughs> um, well, I think it's a good catch if she caught it. Absolutely. All right, so I know that I know the audience is dying to know. So, but you'll have to wait till Friday, and we'll confirm whether or not we right. have continuity. <laughs> I think this is the only chance we get to talk about um, uh, this week uh, in our minutes that we get is the only chance we get to talk about Carl's gun. Oh, not his chest hair. It was gun. That was the next thing on my list to talk Sorry. about. <laughs> but gun. did you want to talk about his chest hair first? No, it's okay. So he's wearing no shirt under there. He's just got that zipper just up jacket. Zipped up. So I got to think that's pretty painful because if he gets one of those okay. hairs caught in there, man, that's going to hurt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, can, I can feel it right now. Like, oh, geez. You I mean, know, he's got that, he's got really that nest of hair. He pulls too close. He's going to get a big clump there. Yeah, and that's like, you know, a metal zipper. It's not like the plastic, you know, like some <laughs> sweatshirt zippers are a little Oh, that's, that's good European quality jacket right there. It is, right. Exactly. Fine workmanship. Back to the gun. Yes, that gun. I love that gun. And do we I don't know get, guns. Do we even get a good view of it in this minute? We get sort of the, the barrel, and then he picks it up and sort of flips it over real quick. Yeah, well, you get enough. I mean, if you pause it, you get to see, you know, some of it. But I will say, <clears throat> I'm going to use this opportunity, because uh, we get to see it briefly in this minute. Uh, I love the gun, and it's, I don't know guns at all, so I don't know if this is a common one or totally made up for this film. I don't recall ever seeing a gun like this in other films. But one of the things that really appeals to me is how he uses this gun. Because there's at least, what, two or three times where he, like, uh, leans the gun out across, you know, around a corner and then, like, spins the gun around. Do you, do you know the move I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I feel like maybe I might, but... Oh, it's a really cool like gun-shooting move. What's he... I mean, well, how is he spinning it around? Like, around his finger? Or, like, with the... <laughs> that would be even better. No, he just kind of... He just... He's with, like, two hands. He, he like... He, like, spirals he it in a cone shape or something. Gun. And it's just... It's a really cool move, and I wish I could describe it better. Mm. And hopefully I'm not the only person that thinks that's a cool move. No, I'm sure it is. <laughs> that, sure. Yeah, it makes me want to see it. I feel like maybe I kind of remember seeing it, but I can't be sure. That's okay. But anyway, what do you like about this gun? What's cool about it? Really, more mo mostly that how he how he handles it, spinning so around it looks his finger. A little flimsy to me. I don't know. It looks kind of like a cool looking gun. I mean, it's different. It's not like your standard, you know, villain gun like an AK forty seven, where it just has the the barrel and the grip and the stock and the clip. It, it it's a little it's a little unique. That's what makes Carl a good villain in this, because he's a little unique. This, to me, looks like Carl had this custom order. Custom. Right? Maybe. He went to a, a gun shop in Vienna, 
yeah whatever and just you know had it made to shape of his hands and the right colors and mm. all that stuff he could afford it and yeah we know, and we know that all the minute the minute makers before us who actually had this in their minute we know that they've dissected this gun over and over again so we don't need they to did a fantastic job they, they did. did you're right you're absolutely right i just wanted to gush about it a little bit and carl's cool gun shooting move yes okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right Chris. what do you think of john's gun mm, well <laughs> he's got a standard machine gun he doesn't have anything custom he's got one he ripped off one of the dudes yeah oh, right. oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, but he's got his handgun, too, right, that he's been carrying around since yeah. the beginning? Yeah. Which I don't know if that would have been a... Look how cool he looks. Yeah, he's, he's smoking. He's got, his, the, he's got the squint and the smoke in his... You can totally see why people think eye. kids shouldn't be watching these movies. Because, yeah, they look so cool with the guns and the smoke. And, right. like, yeah. yeah, I want to be this guy. And the awesome phone on the... Uh... On the desk, yeah. <laughs> yes. Hand phone. I think my dad Classic. had one in his office. Oh, for sure. Is it too early to start talking about the news reporters? So before that, we, we learned that John does not believe anything Hans just said to the police. Yeah, and right. I, I agree. So he says, There's a lot of red hey, flags there. Hey, did you catch that BS that Hans was running? Doesn't make sense, man. This is reinforcing McLean's cop instincts. He mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Right. He's a good cop. He is. He's no Dwayne Robinson. And I think that's yeah. another reason why it separates Dwayne the pencil pusher from Beat Cop, which we mentioned way back in, I think, minute 86. But who says he's the desk jockey? Pal. Oh, Pal. Pal does. He says, I'm, I'm just a desk jockey on my way home when you rang. So he is a Beat Cop, even though he just said, I'm a desk jockey. Well, I think he's just a... Yeah, he probably rides a desk and every once in a while probably goes out on the beat and you know drives around he just happened to be in the neighborhood i mean if you remember from the beginning of the movie he was getting twinkies right right that's right so he was probably Mm. either on his way home or or something yeah that's right (laughs) can't you say twinkies (laughs) i love twinkies (laughs) i do do think there's you know oh no just you know powell we're still learning. It's it's kind of cool how, you know, they're, McLean and Powell's relationship evolves yeah. over the movie, you know, just through sharing these little stories and these little moments over the walkie-talkies, and we're learning more about Powell as we go along. Um, but um, I think McLean's line that he has in here where he's, where he you know, said, oh, the way you drove that car, I figured you for the street, Al. I think that's more of a, you know, Al's, being self-deprecating, right? Oh, I'm just a yeah. desk jockey, and yeah, he says, know. in my youth. Yeah, in my, my youth. youth. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, it makes me want to know more about him. You know, I wish we wish we got more of his story, like well, a flashback. Right, that would be more fun. character development. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that you know, to that point, Chris, I really enjoy the character development between these two throughout the movie. That's one of the things that I think makes them great partners. And I know they, you know, appear again in the next movie, but. You know, it's not all just, you know, bang, 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 and kill, 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 and it's not, you know, about Hans and the terror. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, personality to these two characters, and I think that's what I enjoy as well about this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's all these moments of heart. Yes. Yeah, right? it's not which just is, action. Right, which is a little yeah. crazy for this. You know, it's like, it, it is such an action movie, and it is so fun to watch from that, you know, shoot 'em up action perspective. Yeah. It's just, you know, almost nonstop. But yeah, it has all these little moments of heart in it, and uh, it's well-written. Every time um, I see Bruce Willis, you know, smoking a cigarette, and he does that little squinty thing, I feel yes. like he's trying to play Robert De Niro. Oh, interesting. You talking to me? Channeling De Niro. Yeah, he's channeling De Niro there. I don't know. No? I totally like don't Bruce believe Willis that. Smith. I'm just sort of saying. Oh. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I... He, he, he could also say Zed's dead right about now, too, right? When he does yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I wonder how much of it is ad-libbed, like these one-on-one conversations. Well, I, don't I don't know. You know, we, we, we talk about Star Trek, you know, Chris and I, and... I I have to wonder how much any movie is full, you know, they stick entirely to the script. Because I know when we talked about Ratha Khan, there were some, you know, line changes here and there. And I'm wondering if as the production goes, they change things around a little bit to sound, you know, they probably, you know, he could have said, you know, don't ask me, man. I'm, you know, and it sounded more wooden. And then they were like, no, no, you should say this. And then they right. ad-lib a couple lines. And they probably do. I mean, we see you know, deleted scenes all the time in movies now. And I, I, I bet that there's probably miles of, you know, film that is just them doing take after take of different lines. And, right. you know, I'm just a desk jockey when I was uh, getting Twinkies. I was just a deck jockey when I was at the gas station. You know, it's probably a progression. Right. Do you think the line, well, it's going to be both our asses if you're wrong? I feel like that's such a common phrase. That sounds that one, to- totally 80s right there. Yeah. I also find that line confusing because I'm like, why is he going to get in trouble? Why is Powell going to get in trouble? Because he's put so much faith in John. Yeah. You know, he's the one that's talking to him. He believes that he's a cop. You know, he, at the beginning of the movie, when Dwayne comes up, he's like, he's, he, you know, he's not LAPD, but he's definitely a badge. You know, he definitely right. he's sticking his neck out for him. Oh, so he's, he's vouched for him in, in some yes. way. So it's, it's going to come back and haunt him if things go bad. Okay. All right, I get that. But it's just, I've, that one's always struck me as like, well, what did he do? He's not doing anything wrong. He didn't kill anybody. But I feel like that's such a cop, buddy, buddy, like, hey, well, if you're wrong with both our ass. You know, I feel like that is just something like I would find in any 80s cop movie. Tango and Cash or something like that. Starky, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. I think we need to start using that in the podcast, Dave. What? <laughs> it's going to be both our asses if we get this wrong. Yeah, if you get this wrong, Chris, both our asses. Cagney and Lacey. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Cagney said that to Lacey a hundred times. <laughs> so and then we get to the end of the minute, and it's we switch to oh. the TV studio with Gail saying, and author of Hostage Terrorist, Terrorist <laughs> Hostage, A Study in Duality. That's a pretty funny title. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such the news, well, then and now, you know, you've got the, just even the, I don't know, the name Gail sounds like an anchor person's name, an anchor woman's name, and I'm surprised the other guy's not, his name isn't Chet or something. <laughs> Dr. Dusseldorf. Yeah, no, no I mean the other anchor. No, I think his name's Harvey, isn't it? Oh, probably. Which is... The, the other reporter, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. other, anchor, the news anchor guy. 
Um, I, I feel like he is totally Harv, I think is what the other guy calls him. He goes, blow up, you know, blow it Harv or whatever. That totally is an anchor name. Right. I do find it weird for some reason that he's in the middle of them. Who, the guest? Dr. Yeah, Hasseldorf? Like the, the, yeah, the stage just looks a little weird to me. Dr. Dr. Dusseldorf? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't not say that now because now that Candace has opened that... <laughs> I, he, that's what he's affectionately forever now going to be yeah. known as, is Dr. Dr. Dusseldorf. Doofenshmirtz. Hostage um, terrorist hostage. They don't have, do they have, I can't remember, um, in the previous minutes, is there press down there? On, on oh. site? Yeah, on we, site? I don't yeah, we know, know if they are yet. Are there? I think they're there already, yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So the last note I had, for this minute was a Gail Wallens, who the reporter is played by Mary, Mary Ellen Trainer, who played the mom in Goonies. So I just wanted to connect this show to the oh. Goonies minute. Oh, Goonies minute. Yes. Yeah, which and we was there also, someone else? We can also connect it to Lord of the Rings minute because Sean Astin was in uh, Goonies. There you go. Someone's doing awesome. a Goonies minute? That would have been fun. And I think, is it one, co- one of the Corys yeah. is in. Uh, one of the Corys is in, uh, Corey Feldman is in Goonies as well, which we could probably connect to if someone's doing, uh, what's the vampire uh, movie? The, the Lost Boys. If someone's yes. doing Lost Boys Minute, we connected to that, but I don't think anyone is. Well, Dave, you sound like me now. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon was not in Goonies. He was not. We'll, we'll, find, it, we'll find that connection somewhere. In the meantime, are there any other notes about this minute? Nope. <sighs> no. No. All right, let's wrap this up. So, folks, if you want to find Dave and I talking about Star Trek films three days a week, you can definitely check us out at Star Trek Minute. Uh, you can find us on social media as Star Trek Minute on Tumblr and Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a Facebook listeners group, uh, the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation, that you can join up, and we'd uh, love to hear from you there. Um, but talking about this minute, Die Hard, uh, we're online at, on Twitter as Die Hard Minute. We have a Facebook group, The Die Hard, with a podcast, Listener's Limo, or you can check out the website at dieHardMinute.com. If you'd like to catch up with any, any of the other Movies by Minute podcasts, uh, visit MoviesByMinutes.com for more information. And we're going to be back here on Friday, tomorrow, with Minute 90 of Die Hard, here at the Die Hard Minute. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.